Hello and welcome to Snap, Cackle and Pop. The breakfast show for people who wake up at 5pm. I'm Laura. And I'm Lucas. And we're here to give you your weekly pop culture rundown without the frills. From famous feuds to shocking scandals to tantalising trends, we've got you covered. So sit back and tuck in to a conversation with your two podcast pals. And in this week's episode, we wrapped out Rita Ora and her rambunctious ways. We review a new historical masterpiece created by one of our generation's greatest minds. And we let Piers Morgan know that his free speech has not been repressed. Enjoy. Enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. In the world of RuPaul Charles. Oh. (laughs) Hello. He also says sometimes he goes. I know that sometimes there's one, there's <laughs> there one time, time where he, there's a one time where he goes hello Las Vegas, and I always say hello now. Hello. Hello. Where's go, that hello. from? Because doesn't he take them from things? He he is a culture vulture. He it is. is true. We don't want to get into that right it's now. But RuPaul, <laughs> oh no. RuPaul is a culture vulture. We, we love Ru. He's a bit of a problematic fave, but do we love Ru? I love Rue. I love him. Do you know what he's up to in Wyoming in his ranch? What's he doing in his ranch? Is it Kanye's ranch? He's fracking. (laughs) He's fracking. RuPaul is is fracking. (laughs) RuPaul is fracking. (laughs) RuPaul is fracking. Yeah, so he owns a ranch. I think it's in Wyoming. Maybe it's in Iowa, somewhere like that. But he owns a ranch. And on that ranch, he has authorized fracking to occur. So he benefits from... He, he earns profit from fracking. Oh my god! Do you know what fracking is? <laughs> I know that it's bad. Yeah, it's when I they drill it. into the ground. They drill it into the ground for oil. No, I think yes, it's for gas. oil. No, it's. Oh. For... Mm. oh my god, we sound so stupid. Right, I'm gonna Google it. Siri. I know. Th- <laughs> hey Siri, what is fracking? Fracing, fracing, fracing. <laughs> I've been fracing. Okay, you're just you're just upstaging now, Siri. Oh, she said liquid though. Oh, you know what? We were both right. <gasps> natural, oh my... <laughs> natural gas, petroleum, and brine. <laughs> like the brine you put your turkey in. <laughs> tuna can maybe so Rue just time- wants that tasty tasty brine <laughs> next time you open a good can of tuna don't forget to thank rupaul <laughs> oh i'm disappointed at that hmm. yeah oh well here's the first thing that i have to say this leads us very well on to my first secret topic that i didn't want to tell you about beforehand oh my gosh is this going to be um, a new thing because it means i have to try even less towards the uh <laughs> contribute even less to the, the creation of this podcast which is fine for me <laughs> she's very pro it although i just read this news story and i thought i can't i want to hear her live reaction um so you know on the most recent episode of drag race yes um, they had so the, the special gu- guest judge was a um a mannequin <laughs> that they, i loved that, it i was trying to work out who it was yeah, it was a mannequin called Mickey. Was it Mickey? Mickey? Yeah, Mickey, because it was an EastEnders episode. And it's supposed to be episode. Danny Dyer, yeah, yeah, from EastEnders. Do you know who was actually supposed to be there? Can you take oh, a guess? Oh, so it was a replacement for someone. They didn't... Oh. Something happened with someone. It's very on brand for this person. It's not very good for their reputation. It's already faltering. 
Who was it? Is it Piers Morgan? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Piers Morgan, the gender, the, the gender <laughs> activist, Piers Morgan, decided that it was time to imagine um, talk about gender neutral rights. Yeah, I. Oh, who's who's been naughty recently? James Charles? No, uh, he's too famous. Um, so it's someone British. Someone British. Oh yeah, because it's UK. Um, I don't know. Rita Ora. <laughs> oh no, I think I knew it. I think I think I knew she was supposed to be a judge. Or did we make so that? Or was that just a joke we once said? Mystic Megs over here, yeah. Psychic Sally's. Um, so Rita Ora reportedly pulled a last-minute no-show on an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK, um, forcing producers to replace her with a mannequin. She reportedly failed to turn up after an alleged disagreement about her entourage. Her entourage? Yeah, I guess because it was COVID, they were like, oh, you can't bring that many people. Oh, did she want to bring 30 people? <laughs> <The> whole, <laughs> all of the guests just saw our party. She wanted to bring two. Originally, Rita Ora's party was going to happen on the RuPaul's Drag Race stage. Oh, my God. This woman is so dislikable. I'm sorry. What so is it about bad. her? Like, she just opens her mouth. I'm like, oh. It's not. It's just that she is doing wrong so oh, much. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's just doing wrong. That's she's hilarious. Several times she's broken the law. Now she's broken the sacred code of RuPaul's Drag Race. What a loser. She got replaced by a cockney mannequin. I was hoping mm-hmm. it was actually Danny Dyer through a speaker, but it wasn't. That's the I kind think of... It was just a, I think it was just Bimini Bamboulash <laughs> giving it some behind the stage. Oh, wow. I'm glad. It's well on the topic. Let's. Oh, I, I don't, I don't want to... I don't want this podcast to be a bit too repetitive, but <laughs> we are one but. step closer to being a fully <laughs> drag race oriented podcast. Not I even a drag race oriented podcast. A it's bimini, a bimini, bimini bamboo. Yeah. <laughs> did you get? Did you understand Beastenders? Yeah, I understood. I understood a lot of the the yes, I am, and all that. Did you get that? Uh, I understood none of it, but yeah. I loved it nonetheless. Yeah, <laughs> I it was like, funny. Not- it was funny anyway, but yeah, it's like one of those things where you have to get the reference, especially like the yes, yes, I am. Yeah. Have you not seen that? <laughs> I've seen like, I've seen the the I'm not your mother thing. Mm. And I, I've seen a few, I've seen a few bits and bobs there, but I'm not a, I'm not a soap opera stan. I've never been. Yeah. I had a really weird soaps face and I'm going to tell you a story. Really? Please do. My, That's what the podcast is about. Well, you know how I was raised by multiple different nannies? Yeah, like the um, I'd Nanny McPhee children, which it explains a lot. Me and my, <laughs> me and my sister were passed around many, many strange women. Um, a lot of them uh-huh. Eastern European <laughs> runaways. <laughs> and one of them was really into soaps. So I would sit with her and watch soaps for like hours every day and I got addicted to soaps like I'd watch like EastEnders Hollyoaks I don't think she watched Corey but we definitely watched a lot of EastEnders that is, like, and, that and is the best way to child mind like that is the best way to like you just stick a child in front of the TV you say get addicted I, I learned so much from those women I really did I learned what a thong was <laughs> <laughs> From one of them, um, one of them only would only cook a sausage and beans every night. Sausage and beans. No. My mum was like, oh, "You can't. Oh my God. You can't. My children need nutrition. <laughs> um, my morbidly obese children. Yeah. Need some nutrition." But honestly, the, the biggest takeaway was 
was EastEnders and Hollyoak. Let me tell you a story. This is a this is a story. It's, it's not embarrassing, but um, but I one one time this must have been like November two thousand seventeen or something. I was in the I was in like South Kent Tube Station, and I was like, oh shit, I should buy a poppy. So I went to go buy a poppy from one of the women who was selling it, and I bought it, and I said, oh. Do I know you? You look really familiar. Because like my dad, he runs a school uniform business. Like we know like all the mums around. And she was like, oh no, you might've seen me on Waterloo Road though. I played a teacher for about seven years. I was like, oh, cool. That's interesting. (laughs) But I hate being that person who goes up to someone like, oh, I'm really famous. But I was accidentally that person. Um, Well, there you go. I don't have any fame stories whatsoever. Like I've never met a fame. Oh, I met Grace Fit. That was exciting. I don't know who that, that is. is. Oh my god, Lucas, Grace Beverly. <laughs> I Grace don't know Smith. who that is. Okay, she's like a. Um, she wears gym shorts. She's the one who does. She's ta- Tala and Shreddy. She's like a massive what? entrepreneur. No, oh my god, Tala and Shreddy. Never been. What the fuck is with Tala? What the fuck is Shreddy? Heterosexual male right now that I've ever seen you. What? What is, um, what, you just made up some words. Grace Fitz, a Tala and Shreddy with a Hamanajar. Oh and uh, she does a Namaste Tahi. Right. She's this like 24, I think, year old influencer. She went to Oxford and started two businesses, which are now like multi million pound businesses. Because she started off doing like fitness YouTube videos, Grace Fit. Mm-hmm. And now she has a gym wear line, which is made out of sustainable materials tala and she has an app called shreddy and i met her and it was was it did you enjoy it yeah no basically (laughs) it was it was at a festival and me and my two friends it was funny because basically my friend lucy we always joke that she's like grace fit because they look really similar and they have the same like really posh voice and also this one time lucy got a fringe and grace fit has a fringe so we would call her grace fit um we were walking through this tent and my friend Hannah just looks and she's like, that's Grace Fit. And we were like, what? And she was like, there. Obviously, it was a festival. I'm not going to go into the details, but we weren't in a very socially acceptable state. So obviously, we were just charged over. And basically, just, I think I remember just leaning to her ear being like, oh my God, I think you're so amazing. I think you're so inspirational. I think like not all YouTubers, all the influencers are very good, but I just think you're smashing it, Queen. And she's just there like, yeah okay yeah yeah um so yeah i think she oh didn't enjoy it but we did and it was exciting so mm. shout out to grace I, if you I, I i would never go up to a famous person you know that mm. I, there was one famous person who i almost went up to and i missed my opportunity and that was um jonathan from queer eye <gasps> who i've seen i've seen him twice what? i've seen him twice. I've him twice once in new york once in london oh my god i would literally I don't even know what I do. Um, so yeah, so this was in 2018. So we're staying, we were staying at a hotel uh, at the same time as New York Pride was happening. And basically I was on the phone with my then boyfriend and we were having quite, I was in the lobby and we were having quite a serious conversation. Um, and then all of a sudden Jonathan Van Ness walked in and it was at that point that I was like, shit, do I go into the elevator with Jonathan Van Ness to tell him how much of an inspiration he is for me? Or do I try and salvage what's left of my then relationship? No, you should have known it was in the bin anyway. And yeah, I really... Oh my God, yeah. To be fair, imagine that like, you're having... Like, 
a break or break conversation you're like can you just hold on babe like i've just seen jonathan from queer eye <laughs> but then oh, like amazing. the whole time we were at that hotel like every like we would go downstairs the lobby like a karama would just pop out of the elevator and into like a taxi like what they were all saying that oh my god i literally would lose my mind i feel like by the age of 21 like you need to have like so many people have like proper famous person stories. Like my Grace Football, like she's even like you didn't know who she was. So it's not that interesting. Well, you know what they say: if you don't have a fame story, then you are the fame story. <laughs> Do you think <laughs> <laughs> the people are people talk to their friends and like I think I they met Lucas and Nora. Maybe that's why I don't have like anything exciting to say because like in five years time people will be like, oh, I went to school with Laura Mullen. So yeah. I- yeah, I, I wake up every morning and I believe that whenever whenever anyone wrongs me, I'll be like, you're going to be the person who wronged the You'll see. You'll <laughs> see. You'll rue the day. I'll be a star. <laughs> oh, wow. I guess it's one of the topic of fame and like the pitfalls of fame and like being famous and fame and being very um, <laughs> fame malicious. Fame <laughs> and F-A-M-E. <laughs> being framed by fame, fame the night at the bath club, at the Comedia. Talk about all that good, good, good fame stuff. Something's happened to someone famous. Yes, indeed. This week. <laughs> um, and that famous thing that's happened to that famous person famously is Piers Morgan. He's, yeah, the, the witch is dead, as, well, as the kids say. The witch is probably just going to rear his ugly head in another form for him to project his bile everywhere. But, you know, he's off ITV, well, yeah. so that's nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For those of you who watch ITV, um, well done. Uh, yeah, I think it, it's a, it, it was a good day. Like, I know that people are like, yeah, he's just going to come back or whatever. And yeah, it, it, it's not solving any issues and it isn't, but it was just a nice feeling to know that Piers Morgan would no longer be popping up on the headlines once every one or two weeks with some racist or homophobic or transphobic bullshit. Yeah. I think he, um, it was, I've watched that video maybe eight times just him. What just, just the way he marches, the way he swings his little fists when he walks. It's (laughs) gold. Comedy gold. Alex Beresford. What a G. What is he? Is he a is he a weatherman? I thought you were asking race. I was like, that's not how we were <laughs> asking about race in 2021, Laura. What are you? You I know you. What are you? A bit exotic. What is it? What's in there? <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. Um, I've actually had someone ask me that to be fair. So <laughs> what are you? <laughs> what, like, what are what you? breed? <laughs> um I think he's a weatherman. Yeah, he's a weatherman, isn't he? Um, yeah, he's he's winning. He's winning at life. Have you read Pierce's statement on Instagram? Do I follow Piers Morgan on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I follow Piers Morgan? I on Instagram? follow. No, I don't. I um, I googled. I went on his Instagram to see if he's uh addressed it, and he did. And Wait, I heard you. I heard you try and say apologize. First, I heard you think of the word apologize. <laughs> address, acknowledge what happened. Um, mm. And first of all, he has the handwriting of a serial killer, but that's by the way. Oh, he, he did a handwritten note. He did a handwritten note, which he posted, and then he wrote it in the caption as well. No notes app for him. Piers Morgan no, didn't know how to he... use a notes app. <laughs> 
<laughs> At least he put a bit more effort with JT and he didn't just screenshot his his notes. He said, app. this is the notes. This is what the notes app thing the kids are doing, right? He's like, how does JT have such nice handwriting? How is it so, so rounded uniform? <laughs> I'm not going to read it all because who cares? Um, <laughs> but the general gist is that he... Um, those of you that know me well enough know that despite my many faults, I'm always willing to stand my ground for the things that I think matter most. My fervent opposition to the Iraq war led to my demise from the Daily Mirror. My outspoken views on the insanity of American gun laws led to the end of my time at CNN. And now I've lost my job at Good Morning Britain because I chose not to apologize for disbelieving Meghan Markle's claims in her interview with Oprah Winf- Winfrey. Front at the end. <laughs> Um, la, 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 choking la, la. up. However, <laughs> I do believe the defense of free speech and the right to express honestly held opinions is the most important issue of my career and the most important issue in British society. Then he goes on a big spiel about how cancer culture is ruining our society. Um, <sighs> as I said, when I left GMB, the right to free speech is a hill worth dying on. <laughs> do you know what I love? <laughs> I love. Right, and I there's a book, um, a really brilliant book called We Need New Stories. I can't remember the author's name. And she addresses this as well, and she makes this point. But the way defenders of free speech and the defenders um, and, like, you know, the people against council culture, both inverted quotes, think they're fighting this, like, really moral war like they're literally the defenders of the last few fundamentals of modern society and like without them like we'd all just crumble into (laughs) like it's hilarious like they really think they're like fighting this like ridiculous battle kind of thing and it's it's like like, it it was nothing about free speech it was nothing. He was just, it was what you said like a week or two ago where it, it's like someone, someone had an opinion on his opinion. Yeah. And then he says that that's, that's restricting his free speech. It's like, how can you literally have a talk show where people come on and you shout at them for half an hour and literally <laughs> don't let them get a word in. Yet the minute you get challenged on your bullshit, you march off the stage. Like, yeah. Like, oh my God. It's not. And yeah. if we're talking about free speech and like, you know, what I have noticed and what I'm sure we've all noticed is, you know, we, you have all those like free speech fighters, everyone's being like cancel culture, like, oh my gosh, all Gen Z just trying to shut us up and et cetera, et cetera. Yet these people have gone silent the minute the government talks about trying to restrict protesting, yeah. which is an actual <laughs> infringement on free speech. Yeah. It is literally like the most historical embodiment of free speech is your right to protest. And yeah. yet they don't give a shit because they're probably the ones saying, well, Black Lives Matter pulled down that statue and defaced the statue of Churchill. We deserve more strong police resistance like it's just it's just baffling and like they just don't want to be called out when they are being problematic yeah and that's that's it it's it's i say it all the time but it's 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 not free it's not freedom free speech it's freedom from being able to put out the most appalling shit out there verbally yeah of course go for it if you want to say that say that but it's not you're not free from getting challenged by it. And like, 
I just don't understand why people can't wrap their heads around it. Like, and also like everything he's saying in the case of Meghan Markle, everything he's saying about this woman, yes, you're free to say it, but you're feeding in to the count to cancel culture. He's saying like, oh, yeah. I'm a victim of cancel culture. And it's like, okay, so you, you, you saying all of these, these things against her saying you don't believe her, that she's a liar, la, 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 la. that feeds into this whole media vilification of her which yeah. is council culture so you're just yeah like and then and then on the flip side and then two weeks before he'll be like well we we killed caroline flack and and it's and it's all our fault and we need to stop spreading hatred and it's like are you are you okay are you are you okay are you confused i i don't want to incite violence but i think we should just start hitting people because <laughs> like when we get now like you're you're speaking my free speech it's like well, okay i'll just hit you how about <laughs> i just hit you mm. you know because then at least it's like, you can still speak, but I can hit you. Um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 I wish he would never resurface again. I know he will. Yeah, um, he's in like a middle of a bidding war at the minute. Like different channels trying to get him. Yeah, get we're him. trying. <laughs> we've, got, we've, got our, we've got our, we've got our uh, toe in the water. 1.5 mil, yeah. We're just like, we're our next guest where we just shout at him for an hour. <laughs> Me, you and Piers Morgan in a nice little triangle. <sighs> yeah, I just think when, when your job, when you're a journalist and you host a talk show, like the fundamentals of your job is to be able to have a rich discussion with other people where you listen to their side and even if you don't agree you give a critical argument which is balanced and you're able to yeah. at least have a conversation but have you watched good morning britain like the man got shouts at people that he's blue in the face but like good entertainment that's the thing yeah like, I, I bet their numbers have gone down so much like I, it's kind of what we well, want well yeah he was and a gold mine for itv because but and not only for like, not only for the baby boomers, but also for us, because like, there's nothing I love more than a clip of Piers Morgan being taken down on like Good Morning Britain. Mm. Like those, those videos when like someone like completely puts him in his place, mm. those are so satisfying as well. So I think obviously I don't, I'm, I'm very glad he's gone, but like, definitely I see how we all, we all contributed to it. Definitely his rise. Oh Yeah. But he'll do, do you remember when? <laughs> do you back. remember when Susanna Reid? Do you remember when Susanna Reid left BBC to go to ITV? Yeah. And like it was a flop for the mm. first six months, and then I think they brought in Piers, if I'm correct. They brought in Piers, and then that's when it started to like get a little bit spicy, dicey. Susanna Reid. Oh, I love her. I love her. I love her. She was great on Strictly. <sighs> She's a nice lady, <laughs> but. <laughs> I don't understand how she could just sit there. Like she's implicit in his in his fuckery. She, yeah, just... she was the one who would like. She was the one who would like be like the alternative opinion. But like, that's yeah, how it works. She did. She just be like, "Oh, Pierce. Oh, okay. Well, let's. Yeah. Um, are you sure? Um, and it's like Susanna, the man's <laughs> a beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been a, obviously it's been a very rocky week within just it has been a hugely <sighs> traumatizing yeah i just i don't know i think i had it with the the peak of the black blm stuff i just find it so draining mm -hmm. um 
to just go online and be bombarded with activism Mm -hmm. which is amazing um and important but I just can't I just cannot do it anymore (laughs) I just I am shutting down like I just switch (laughs) off like I am watching Married at First Sight Australia (laughs) that is my top priority (laughs) right now because I can't deal with that other stuff yeah it's really hard as well when activism gets brought to your doorstep and like it's very easy to like to say like oh the government should do this and like you know people in the media should do that etc that's almost like what we did with Meghan Markle and then sometimes there are moments like with the Black Lives Matter protest and now with um the Sarah Everard vigil and you know the police response where you then have to start looking at the people around you and seeing how they're contributing to it and I think that's like one of the hardest things that's I think the most great for me that's the most draining thing is then to start realizing your own complicity in the situation but then also the way that a lot of people around you hold beliefs that are actually very very damaging um in terms of and especially I think mm. what I've seen a lot of like this time around with this you know with this issue is uh, a lot of women posting group chats that they've been part of with men where the where the rape culture, where the, where the talk of sexual assault is just virulent. Um, mm. And it makes you question, you know, who around me is doing that and who around me is holding those opinions and maybe they don't say it in front of me, but maybe there's, they still have those opinions. Um, and I think to me, that's the most draining thing. Yeah, this time definitely. Around. And yeah. I think like, it's, it's always good I really do struggle with kind of so the way kind of we're in this age of social media activism and how kind of pervasive it is and like I said you can't switch it off Mm -hmm. and I think during the BLM stuff for me it is draining and exhausting to just be constantly reminded of the stuff you've experienced Mm -hmm. and the fact that you have to face I think a lot of white people obviously had were challenged with the realization that there's a lot of work they could do there's a lot of things they could challenge about themselves the way they are feeding into it but on the flip side as a person of color it's like you have to just sit and think half of my friends are do probably fit into that kind of description of contributing to racism in some way and 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 with this as well it's like as a woman you have to sit and you do sit and think about the things you've experienced in the past which Mm -hmm. isn't nice it makes you feel Mm -hmm. like shit yeah and you and then you know I've had I've had male friendships and like there has been times where you just sit and you just think I don't understand how I can I can have you in my life and I can be friends with you if you don't acknowledge how you are perpetuating it and like some of the most challenging and amazing conversations I've had with my boyfriend has been the kind of him coming to terms with the fact that as a man you do grow up contributing to rape culture in some way whether it's rating a girl out of 10 with your friends to asking for news off a girl to you know actively sexually assaulting someone like in some way you you are prepared. in the same way that girls have experienced sexual assault at some point in their lives which as we know 97 percent have yeah a, a boy our age has perpetuated it in some yeah. way and like 
that I think that is obviously a, a struggle to understand but like we have to like people need to start realizing it now because like you just hear the things people are still saying about like women and it's just like really your big age like do you not realize what you're doing do you not get it like the fact that I mean it's just I mean it's stupid it's ignorant it's so many things but it's the fact that like a woman got murdered and men's first first like port of call was to be like not all men I mean, of course we know it's not all men because of course we know that not all half the world went to go like, you know, a, a murderers, but it's the fact that we are all contributing as men yeah. to this culture yeah. that we, you have to be, it's like, you have to be, it's the same thing with Black Lives Matter. You have to be actively anti-racist and you have to be actively pro-women and actively anti-misogynist. Um, I have a question, it's, it's a personal question, but we are known for being personal, etc. Mm. You're moving to London in a week's time have you felt or do you feel more nervous about that now yeah I think it's really interesting because um my my sister came home for the weekend she lives in South London she lives in Newcross so mm-hmm. where the murder happened was very near to where she lives she lives with my cousin my cousin got very anxious and you know she was like I, walk, I walked past that park every single day I've walked down yeah. that road every day um so when she came home, I was like, it's funny because I didn't, when I heard about the news, I didn't even think of my sister. I didn't even mm-hmm. think like, oh my God, that makes me so so nervous. And yeah. I said to her, like, do you feel scared? And she was like, no, because it doesn't make me feel any more unsafe than I felt before. Like yeah. I'm, al- I'm always <laughs> unsafe and yeah. women are always being killed. Like, yeah, because it made the news doesn't mean it's, not happening like there's yeah. been so many there's kidnaps all the time and murders all the time and rapes all the time so yeah. i'm always on guard like it doesn't like it doesn't personalize it for me like yeah it mm-hmm. might make me kind of a bit like oh yeah like it, i don't know I sh- either way i'm not gonna walk around at night time I, I didn't do that before i'm yeah. gonna go like it's not new mm-hmm. which is sad and it, I mean, it serves as a good reminder, definitely, to be. I think for me, at least, like I've always, I always am so stupid about being like. I, I'm like people. Oh, I won't text you when I'm home, but like, I, I always say, oh, it's so silly because it's like, why would I do that? And that's from my male perspective. Mm. And I think for me, I've realized like by saying that, I perpetuate a culture where it's like an inconvenience to, to ask someone to text you when they come home, mm. you know, and like, and I, it's a privilege to not think about it. Yeah, exactly. Like- but for girls, it's yeah. like day-to-day behavior. Yeah. And I think um, like, yeah, if we, I think just like a way, like if we all do it to each other, then it makes it less of a big deal and less of a thing that like women, women, are, you have to say to a woman, like, I think that's one of the things I resolved is like, I will text someone when I get home, not because I'm fearful of my safety, but because I think it creates a culture where it's just a normal thing to do so that women don't feel don't feel like they're inconveniencing me when they text me when they get mm. home and that sort of yeah. thing so I think definitely it was a good reminder it's a shame that yeah. that's what happened that and like just still happened. at risk like anyone walking especially after a night out like anyone walking home alone like if any of my friends walked home alone at night time male or female I would be like text me when you get home because like anyone could yeah. get mugged like um but unfortunately stati- like statistically it's yeah. More, yeah it's just more of a thing yeah, I'm glad that people are talking about it, but I think 
the most important thing to remember is that at the end of the day someone died and that's really sad and like the other stuff I hope it kind of does create a shift but then I'm also still waiting for people to stop being racist to black people and it's not happening so I don't know how hopeful I am yeah I mean we'll see I have something yeah. can I send you something funny to look at to make yeah, you, cheer me up to cheer, cheer you up. up I don't know yeah. if you've seen this but I saw this and I saved it because I thought I want to show this to Laura and I want this is another thing this is a live reaction um I sent it to you on Instagram and I would like your live reaction to it <laughs> <laughs> have you seen this oh my god what is this Who's inside? Do we know who's inside? Wait, have you? It's a video. No. <laughs> what? What? What did I just watch? Can you please explain to the listeners what so I just from made what you I watch? I just watched. I believe it's the mass singer. It's yeah, it's the mass singer. It's the mass singer. <laughs> it's it's the mass a singer big US. Okay, yeah, because I was like, where's um, Rossi? But it's, yeah, it's the mask singer. There's a big reveal where they reveal who the, the singer is. The singer is a massive, the, the mask itself, the costume is a massive snail, which is in itself disturbing. And then when they lift the hat, this has got a big hat. And the, the singer inside is none other than Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Is this real? Yeah, it's real. This this was what this was on the Mars Singer. I think it's season five of the US. First person out was Kermit the Frog. And yeah. Thoughts, opinions, controversies. I'm confused. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm confused. So Kermit the Frog was the celebrity. Because yeah. in the Mars Singer, it's a celebrity who's Mars, and you have to guess who it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the celebrity was Kermit. Mm-hmm. So then who was playing Kermit? We don't. Kermit's, Kermit has. We don't know. Kermit is a persona. Like Kermit is a celebrity. We all know How this. did that work? I, I don't know the logistics of it. I got high the other day and watched the Muppets thing. I was so <laughs> confused. I couldn't. I was like, what? They have been not. But could you not tell from the singing though? Because he's got a very unique voice. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't watch the whole thing. I just was hmm. confused to find Kermit. Um, I feel like this is too many layers for my brain. <laughs> was I can't believe he went out the first week. Yeah, kind of, kind of shameful. But also, he's not real, so I don't think he feels embarrassed. I feel like I don't know how they only would have sustained that. That's weird. That show. What like, is that show? He was just becoming it. I was very excited to see Kermit. I like when Kermit comes out into real life. Kermit is very cute. I watched Kermit interview RuPaul. Really? Yeah. I watched uh, on that Muppets thing that I watched high, it was Kermit interview <laughs> RuPaul. Does do you think Kermit is the same it's the same person? Like do you think there is someone responsible for Kermit? Yeah, because it's someone who's responsible for the voice. I assume who the person who does the voice does the, the movements as well. But is it not like He's played by like different a team. A team. Yeah, a team. a team, an entourage, like Rita Ora. <laughs> <laughs> Whose entourage is bigger, Rita Ora's or Kermit? Or is it just the same person? So really, that person is Kermit. You know. I would like to think it's the same person. I, I'd like to, um, I'd like it to be like a family affair. And it's just one person. The mass Singer. Thoughts. <laughs> they they will not stop. Like it's 
really interesting because it's like the, it's the proliferation of media because it's television. It's like one of the television's last things. And it's like one of the last, it's one of the first times that television has done like a, like a reality TV show that's done so well in recent times. Mm. And so because it's done so well, they are just churning yeah. that shit out. I feel like anything you, goes on that show. Like <laughs> you, you, we've got the masked dancer now in the UK. <laughs> that work. Well, they have to like judge it by their body movements or something. Well, but they're dancing as in it's like strictly, but with a mask on. Yeah. But how do they guess who it is? They give like hints. I've, you've watched it. They give like they're like I I was once interviewed by. Oh this yeah, true. And I guess it changes their voice, doesn't it? Like their voice gets more. Yeah. So do they just do a dance and then they guess who the dancer is? Oh my god, why is TV so stupid? <laughs> Can I have a controversial opinion? Am I allowed yes. to have a controversial opinion on this podcast? I mean, you might and get cancelled, a- but you know. I, I can't wait. I can't, I can't <laughs> wait. Please just cancel me. Um. And this is going to be a shock, but I am so bored with Dua Lipa. <gasps> oh my God. I would never <laughs> thought I'd see the day. I think I said that wrong. I think I got my tenses confused. <laughs> I, <laughs> I never thought I would see the day. Really? Yeah. And I, it's been inside me for a long time. I think it finally, I finally have had to admit it to myself. Um, she is not pushing the envelope. Stan. She just makes good music. I I was really excited about the album back a year ago now when she pushed pushed that album out of her took us. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very excited because it, it did sort of it was a little bit it pushed a couple of boundaries. You know, it was future nostalgia. It was like eighties, but then we we had a little bit like you know modern disco. So she resampled the beats of songs from the eighties and sang on top of them. Culture vulture like RuPaul. Groundbreaking. I heard she's, I heard she's been phrasing. Yeah. <laughs> Racing. Racing. Um, but I cannot tell you how bored I am with her. I watched. Did you watch the Grammys performance? I didn't. Don't. I never watched the Grammys. Oh, I've I never watched you... the Grammys. I I've only watched down. the Oscars and the Baftas. Do you sit down and watch the Oscars? Yeah, it's like how four hours long. I wouldn't anymore. I used what to. What time as well? No, the oh no, the Oscars is like. The mid, yeah, no, no, the BAFTAs. That's UK time. Yeah, I watched the, the BAFTAs. BAFTAs. That is boring. I just, we watched the I, Brits last year, and that I was three hours of my life. I would get back. Love the Brits. I will never. It went I, on and on. Oh my god. I love the Brits, Laura. You best believe the Brits are on like fifteenth of May. You're coming. You're coming down to Bath to watch the Brits with me. I can't be doing that shit alone. <laughs> I love the Brits. Like I have so many good experiences with the Brits. Um. Anyway, You're such a tacky bitch. Yes. <laughs> hello. Bonjour. But Dua Lipa. At the Grampies, um, mm. her performance was so boring. <gasps> it was big sparkly dress. Then she changes into a little sparkly suit jacket. And then she's in a little sparkly bikini. It's so predictable. So sequined. Nothing changed. And she's she's doing that thing. You know, she's getting really good at dancing. But like every time I see her dance, I'm just like, I know you don't like dancing. And I know you're not good at dancing. I know you've just Is like... She good at- well, no, because there's a. She's notoriously known as a bad dancer, and then yeah. she got then she got dancing training. Oh, so, like, okay. You watch she and you're just like, in. you're not enjoying this. This doesn't seem like you have any soul in it, and it's just no boring. She, I like how you feel about her. How now? How I felt about her always. <laughs> I've never been stunned by Julie, but she I don't makes, get the hype. She all. makes such good music. 
That's it. And then, like, I looked for the Grammy. She stepped out onto the run onto the red carpet, and mm. the look. And I hate when people do this. The, the whole look basically was like, "I'm skinny." Like it was just a dress that looked great because she was skinny. Party bitch. I feel like it's only in K. It's only K when Taste does that. Yeah, (laughs) when Taste does that, that that is that is iconic. That is next level. Yeah, that is is my beans on toast. But (laughs) yeah, so annoying. Um, Okay, we're not. I don't want to do a full snap and crack because we don't have the time. But did you have? If you could. We, have- I feel like we snapped or cracked the wrong week because I've had a look yeah. at some of the outfits and my God. <laughs> Can you give me two of your favourites and two of your least favourites? Who was Duvet Woman? There was a woman with the Who? big... Oh my God, I look like a duvet. Let me wait. Who? I think I <laughs> thought... No, Duvet Woman. Oh, it was... Um- Kermit the Frog. No, in a duvet. Noah, in Cyrus. Noah Cyrus. <laughs> oh no, that's not Duvet. She's in Chaparelli. Oh my god, it was amazing. It looks like a duvet. <laughs> no, listen, Lori. She's in Chaparelli. Versus a Venus. <laughs> if I ever sounded gayer. She looks <laughs> like a cauliflower. <laughs> that is the Crap. season five. That is the, the finale for this season of Chaparelli, which is like one of the <laughs> oldest design houses, which has had a renaissance recently, and it's based on the birth of Venus. She looks like a cauliflower. Chaparelli. <laughs> yeah, from the ones I'm looking at. Um... Oh okay, God, they're so all you terrible. Got one, you got one. Do you know? I thought there were some quite good looks. Okay, well, who's your other? Who's your other snap? Um, I feel like Heim. I is love... a crack. Oh, <laughs> I was so into Heim and Baby Blue. They look like they're in Scrubs. They look oh. like extras from Scrubs. No, we have and why no... do they have those pointed wheelie? They look like wee willy winky shoes. <laughs> so Heim were in like a, a baby blue crepe ensemble. Gucci. With like these weird pointy shoes. I don't, I don't know if I'm just old now. I don't I understand that shit. <laughs> oh, grandma. Oh my God. Yeah, wow. Sorry. Okay. Well, my, so my crack, one, one of my cracks, I'm going to say it, is do the peep. Because she just rocked up and was like, I'm skinny. Look at me. And I just feel like there was no personality on it. Sorry. Yeah. She's kind of overdone glittery two pieces yeah. as well, hasn't she? And then like, my other crack, which box. is problematic, which is from, from the red carpet. But it's Harry Styles. Oh, <laughs> Harry Styles in um, what looks like a feather bow that he's dished out of my my sister's dressing up box, circa two thousand and seven. The whole look, it's like, he looks like he was a child dressing. He was like a child. What should I wear to the grampies? And they were I like, feel like. <laughs> Sorry, go on. They were just. Like I this. feel like um, Harry Styles. He's in like a share. He's it's like a combination of share from Clueless and then Sharpay from HSM because he's in the, the kind of yellow check share blazer with the pink, with the pink <laughs> feather boa. It's like he's just merged the two. I, have I, to say, I like it. He really saved it for me on his performance when he wears that that leather. Oh, the suit. suit. Yeah, the leather green suit. That with was nothing nice. Nothing underneath. Another feather boa. I'm not angry about the feather bo- boas. If he wants to make feather boas a thing, I bet feather boas. I feel like because he's brought back kind of the new romantic androgynous vibe yeah. of like straight man in frilly suits, 
he really has cashed in because he can just get away with anything. Like he can just wear a blazer and a trousers, find a feather bow, throw it on, be like, <laughs> yeah, high styles being breaking I... breaking boundaries. Do you think the Grammys are rigged? I don't care. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't care. Ooh, I just I'm don't really care. Glad you said I this. Just don't care. <laughs> For context, obviously the weekend um didn't get one and was very salty and then was like the Grammys are rigged and um there is this like long-standing debate and it's like yeah and probably yeah well, yeah <laughs> like I I like the Grammys for the red carpet and for the performances if you win mm. like if one of the artists who I like doesn't win an award it doesn't mean that I'm gonna like them any less or I'm gonna get like angry about it I just think oh that's yeah. a shame like you know and like yeah. let's be honest at the end of the day it's like the whole music industry is rigged because like there are so many people out there who have music that's better than The Weeknd and Taylor Swift and you know Doja Cat and they just haven't had their break and they may never have mm. their break and it's just like the music industry is about who you know yeah. a lot more than what you do yeah, so yeah, like yeah. you can't really be sat up in there being like I made the best music this year when there are so many people who probably made much better music, but we just haven't heard it because and of- literally like it's they have like twelve followers on Spotify. Yeah. it's probably like fucking Da Vinci shit. Yeah. yeah, that's so true. Like that article I sent you, it was basically it was so long. It was very long. I'm sorry. It was basically outlining the five steps of the Grammy nomination and um, awarding process, which I actually quite found quite interesting. I did not. Um, <laughs> I was so <laughs> bored. <laughs> I was like, what kind of shit? It's just say how me. you feel, Lucas. Just say how you feel for I, once, okay? Sent, <laughs> all I'm saying is that I sent you videos of Kermit inside a fucking snail. And then you sent me a five-step plan to how the Grammys are won. Like, what? I like to educate my friends. Um, <laughs> and there was this bit, and it was basically like, um, yes, the evidence does suggest that artists who um, have connections with the voters and who are well known are more likely to get a win. And it was like, <laughs> yeah. Bitch, we knew. Okay. <laughs> like, like obviously you. Beyonce is more likely to win. Yeah. She's Beyonce. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, what? You're not telling us no. anything new. Like, and that's completely fair. Also, like, <laughs> you know, society's still racist women still don't have equal play lgbt rights are still under threat like do we really care about the grammys like the the, the weekend didn't get his grumpy nomination mm, I yeah i think it must be frustrating as artists not to get recognized but then also it's a bit like you just did the super bowl like stop yeah, crying exactly you know we can't have everything okay yeah where's my grammy where's my grammy abel where's my grumpy <laughs> Yeah, um, I think that's a good summary. Who cares? Talk about music. Because listen, at the end yes. of the day, who gives a shit about the Grammys when we have just had the most um, amazing, revolutionary, world-changing audio clip passed on to humanity? Would you like to tell us what audio clip that is, Miss Mullen? Um, it is none other than, and if yours, like I said before... <laughs> If you're sick of hearing about this woman, all I say is it's time for you to log off. Do we have to go to rehab eventually? <laughs> I think we might. I think we might. It may be a borderline obsession. The the piece of art in mind, I believe, is Azealia Banks' sex tape. 
I don't know if she's calling it a sex tape. I think she's just. <laughs> what is it? I think it's a recording. It's it's called "I Fucked Ryder Rips," which is her ex fiance now. Um, this was the Jewish man she married. Yes, muzzle top. Right, same guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same, same God, she doesn't move that Are fast. Are still together? Because it's been a bit of a I, crazy no, move. I, I mean, I, you do like to send me every single Azalea update as and when they come in. So you know, I actually saved. Know. I have an Azalea update that I saved and I haven't told you about. It's another surprise. I thought you were about to say I actually have a file. <laughs> <laughs> I have like a physical file. I have a dossier. Um. So here are the facts. Azalea Banks originally sold an audio sex tape for $17,000. And then less than 12 hours later, it was listed to be resold for over $260 million. So that means that Azalea Banks sex tape is the fourth most expensive piece of art ever sold. How did it make that jump? Who's the money? Who's the money going to? Who She's not going to get. For it. Yeah, who bought it? This is like some. This is like the epitome of Antiques Roadshow. I... Imagine, imagine going on Antiques Roadshow, and be like, I bought. I have Xavier Banks' <laughs> sex tape here. I bought it for seventeen thousand, and like Fiona oh Bruce goes, and Fiona Bruce is there, like, oh, I don't oh. think you realize the gravity of this. Two hundred sixty million. <laughs> <laughs> it was one hundred fifty. Thousand ETH? What's that? It's like a it's like a Bitcoin sort of thing. In cryptocurrency. Yeah, so crypto it was some currency. weird dark web dark webber, I guess. Mm-hmm. Who who has the money? Well, it was purchased by someone known as Rulton Fider. According to Fider's website, he is an anonymous artist best known for his recontextualization of other artists' work to capture time and emotion in the NFT art realm. Okay, those were just words to me. Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> oh my God. What is this? It was like a shreddy, shreddy and Tala. So do we not get to have access to it? I, well, I, you know, for my own purposes, I'm just out of curiosity. I don't think it will be made public. I don't think it's for public consumption. Unless maybe, because like, like art goes into a museum. So maybe there'll be a museum where you can listen to it. And who benchmarked the original figure? Of 17,000 and then 280 million. I, I want to know. I assume Azalea undersold herself, which is which is very rare for her because she's always overselling herself. Is this real? I, allegedly, yes. I, I mean, it, I, it's on the news. God, she strikes again, doesn't she? <laughs> she knows no bounds, this woman. I love her. I just I think love her. we really like latched our cart to the show Pony. Like we chose the best <laughs> like topic, like best topic to be assessed about because she just keeps on giving. It's such a cop out though, because like <laughs> if you need content, like she's just the the bottomless well. Oh, oh my god! Whoa, there you go. There you go. Before we go, I feel like I have to say some peace. Can I say some peace before we go? Say some peace. Get it off your chest. It's confession. <laughs> it's time to confess. We we go to church. Um, I was I was very rude, and very tough on last week on McDonald and Dodd. Me? No, oh. <laughs> on McDonald and Dodd, because I have to say, I watched episode two and I was- Oh my God. I was impressed. <laughs> last night I settled into bed with a cup of tea and a cheese sandwich and I watched an episode of McDonald and Dodd and- Are you a middle-aged divorce mother? <laughs> Maybe sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Um, I have to say, 
it was very entertaining. It was all about was it? it was about a girlie's weekend to bath and something goes wrong. Ooh. 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 Um, I do have to say there's two. There were two issues. I had two issues. Um, they were saying you know that, that that new hotel that's opened up near where our old house used to be in second year. No, but yes, it's like <laughs> it's like right by Pananas. It's like the opposite side of Pananas. Okay. Um, so they go to that hotel, and then when they go out clubbing, they don't go to Bridge, which is oh! they don't go, which is two minutes away. Instead, that's the real crime. That, that is the real crime. I was like, I was sat the whole time, like, what is the mystery here? They go to a fake club. <laughs> they go to a fake club that doesn't exist called the Pentecost. The Pentecost. It's a fake club. I've never been to that. What is that? That's the members only. We have a maybe they couldn't afford the rights to bridge. I know it's in high demand. I think we were so. mid pandemic. Bridge was not booked. Bridge was not busy. They had the time. And then they were like, if you want to use our brand, you need to pay up. <laughs> I would. I will. Um, and then the second issue was that they at the end of the at the end of the show, they they're like, they they you know, they go up because they're these girls from Glasgow, so they have to take the train back. And one of the girls says, Oh, I've called us an Uber to the station. Now, if you, um, how long do you think it is? <laughs> how long do you think it is from that hotel to the station? Less than four minutes. Yeah, it's about. I say it's about a three-minute walk. So, to be fair, I've seen you try and declare an Uber for less. <laughs> what? I mean, <laughs> taking an Uber. Actually, no. I feel like that's me. I, <laughs> I am DV through and through. I will. You are. Yeah, you are the walker. I will stamp I'm my feet like, on the little streets. Yeah, um, I'm not about that life. But all in all, it was, you know, it was a great episode. There was an emotional moment between McDonald and Dodd. I got misty. Oh. Um, there was one mention of race. They had one mention. Oh. Which was, it's baby steps. But it we're going. flirted with race. Nice, they nice, they nice dabbled. Thing. A woman said, Bath's too white. And I said, I hear you, <gasps> sister. I hear you. <laughs> I said, I see you. I feel you. I hear you. She probably meant all the lines, though. <laughs> <laughs> That was as far as that was as far as they were willing to comment on race. They were like, "Well, that's done." Um, yeah, I am very, I am very much looking forward to season three of McDonald's and Dodd. I also, they always, t- they seem to touch on like issues very relevant to Bath. So, like, you know, like the first one was about like, um, you know, like people going to retiring and falling Bath. in the river. Okay, that would be a good one. The second one was about like girlies' weekend. So, I feel like season three, they're gonna tackle that student like civilian divide mm, those rowdy students i would love yeah. to see a student yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah Mierda. um <laughs> wow what a comeback story with donald and dodd yeah. after being so viciously slagged Slated. off by you not not one week ago <laughs> i really came back it's now i came crawling back to watch list <laughs> i was i was rider rips and mcdonald's and dogs was azalea banks and i came crawling back Oh my god, this is getting so weird. <laughs> well, I think that's another successful eclectic episode of the podcast. It really is the usual, the usual mixed bag. Oh my god, we should have renamed. We should rename this one to mixed bag, mixed hag with Lucas and Laura. Mixed hags, yeah, and because oh my god, we so it's like a double. Oh my god, <laughs> right? Maybe we should yeah. change it. Maybe we should mixed hag snap. Ke- mixed tags well here's the thing like here's what it. i was thinking the other day is that the whole point of the podcast is that we we would we would do this hungover like that was the whole was it i think it was i mean we always did so like 
It definitely has that vibe. Yeah, well, it's, it's it breakfast show. People wake up vibe. at five pm, so it's a hungover like chat. And oh yeah, yeah. There's and we always whole... used to do it hungover. USB. And like now we never get hungover. So yeah, I drank. A... But then I still feel like it's getting more surreal yeah. somehow. <laughs> yeah, we are still drifting further away from reality. <laughs> I feel like we were still quite firmly grounded in reality when we were hungover, and now it's just getting like all kinds of weird. Fruity loopies. Um, but like in a good way, right? I think so. I think well, so. What? We're still here. And if you if you disagree, then let us know. Cancel us. Mm, yeah. 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 Give us some hate on yeah. Instagram. Oh my god, exciting, yeah. wouldn't it? But don't be too mean. No. Because I'm fragile. Also, don't don't yeah. don't base it on um, race or sexuality or misogyny. Be a bit more like original. Yeah, you know? and don't make fun of Lucas's ears because that's just. <gasps> who told you about my ears? <laughs> who told you that I, I? Who told you about my ears? And with that, I will leave you all. You're doing this outro on your own. You better, you better sit there on your own and do this outro. I'm not partaking Next in this. Next week is going to be a solo mission. <laughs> Just be me. Oh. Well, yeah, tune in next so... week to find out if we're still together. <laughs> and as always. Keep it snapping. Keep it cackling. Keep it popping. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much. Bye.